great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. As usual, a lot to get to, but let's start with the weather. The weather is so interesting. Here in New York City, it looks like it's just raining uh, as we speak as of right now live. But in the Hudson Valley, in New Jersey, parts of New Jersey, and in the Hudson Valley, Orange County, Rockland County, near blizzard conditions. If you live in New York City, it's hard to believe, but there was almost zero vision. Uh, as I was driving in down the Palisades over the GW uh, and then into New York City, where it looked like it was just raining. Numerous accidents in Rockland. It was an absolute mess. So the weather is expected to to not improve uh, overnight. So if you're out there, please be careful. And if you're in an area where conditions are bad with snow or ice, please give me a call. Uh, I'd like to hear uh, how things are going, but of course, be careful first. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So I'm happy to see that Mayor Pete is apparently under investigation. You know the guy I'm talking about, the relatively uh, uh, new mayor that came out of Indiana and he's taken the nation by storm, and there's talk that he may run for president should Biden not run. He's the transportation secretary, the guy that couldn't find time until recently to go visit the train derailment in Ohio. Well, it turns out by his own inspector general, Mayor Pete is under investigation over use. But these guys, there's something else. I mean, over use of of private government planes, right? So taxpayer taxpayer subsidized private planes. He's used them, the transportation secretary, on more than a dozen occasions, and he's now under investigation by the department's inspector general. So a memo issued uh, Monday by the uh, watchdog of the agency, Reveal plans to audit his use of the FAA's planes for official trips. Now, this comes at the request of Senator Marco Rubio of uh, Florida, who asked the inspector general's office in December to determine whether Buttigieg, uh, his use of the FAA planes for at least 18 domestic and international flights since taking office complies with federal rules and uh, policies, Buttigieg himself welcomed the audit in a tweet Monday. He said, quote, glad this will be reviewed independently so misleading narratives can be put to rest. Bottom line, I mostly fly on commercial flights in economy class, and when I do use our agency's aircraft, it's usually a situation where doing so saves taxpayer money. Yeah, right. Buttigieg uh, reiterated. So I just find that interesting, and I think it's a great thing that he's under investigation. Boy, it's amazing what happens once once you take power. It is utterly amazing. Tonight's topics, this is yet another example, yet another example of why President Biden cannot run for re-election. He's past his prime. Those days are long gone Why not just sail off into the sunset with your wife and your vacation home in Delaware? Mr. President, it's time to go. So Biden says, and we will let you hear this in just a minute. Biden says at a Black History Month event, quote, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. 
That's the president of the United States of America. He's simply too old to serve again. He told a White House audience in a cringeworthy uh, attempt at uh, self-deprecating humor during an event celebrating Black History Month, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. We'll let you hear that in just a second. Another member, I told you folks, I don't support anyone in the squad. Another member of the squad proves to be an absolute phony. The defund the police backer, Congresswoman Cori Bush, marries one of her security guards and pays the guy with campaign dollars, right? So cut the police for us, but she uses campaign dollars for her private security force. And, oh, wait, oh, by the way, she decided to play around a little bit with one of these security guards, and now uh, she has apparently married him. And one of the stories that I am trying to figure out, maybe you can help me do so, This story resurfaces every few years, every few years, and it never gets better. I don't understand here. Nearly half of all New York City, you already know what I'm about to say, nearly half of all New York City public school graduates, I'm one of the graduates, uh, but who head to a local community college are forced into remedial classes to survive their first semester. semester. That's according to the uh, New York Post. And so the issues, you already know what the issues are, folks. Chronic absenteeism, widespread grade inflation, a failure to prepare students for higher education. City school kids are being shoved into an education revolving door. It's the same story every few years without truly learning. That's according to experts quoted in the story. We are going to be taking your telephone calls 800-848-WABC. We're going to open up the phone lines right now. 800-848-9222. So let's start with uh, Corey Bush. Let's, let's do that. Congress member. Now remember, she spent $500,000 in campaign cash on security while at the same time she called for defunding police. When she was asked whether or not she supports uh, President Bush, she said, I don't want to answer that on President Bush, President Biden, on uh, on a second term. And so she got married at a private ceremony in St. Louis earlier this month, according to news station in that area, K-S-D-K, K-S-D-K, and she paid her, she's 46, and she paid her husband through her campaign for her security services in 2022 after the couple began the relationship. So it would seem to me, if you're doing everything on the up and up, on the up and up, that uh, the moment that you are romantically involved with your security personnel that and you're using campaign dollars to pay him that uh you would you would uh, end the uh the business relationship meaning that you would say i have to find someone else to handle uh my security so this gentleman um is uh, an Army veteran, and he received $62,000 from her campaign that year. And um, the bulk of the payments were for security services, while $2,359 were for cash reimbursements. And so the amount that she spends on her private security has grown now to $627,000. Dollars And Bush, again, a member of the squad, has cited death threats to justify paying for private security despite her anti-cop stance. Absolute hypocrite. And so we're going to start with your telephone calls in just one second, but I do want you to listen 
to President Biden. This man is too old to run for re-election. And this is why a number of polls show that Democrats don't want him to run. I want you to listen to what the president had to say at a celebration, the president of the United States of America at a Black History Month celebration. I know real power when I see it, the divine nine. We're honored to have presidents, all the presidents here tonight. I want to thank him. And by the way, you know, I'm not, I, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. I know where the power is. Ha, ha, ha. One more time. One more time, I want you to listen to President Biden, your president, at a Black History Month celebration. I know real power when I see it, the divine nine. We're honored to have presidents, all the presidents here tonight. And I want to thank him. And by the way, you know, I'm not, I, I, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> I know where the power is. So the crowd loved it, but uh, I I don't think uh, that that's something that's appropriate for the president of the United States of America to say in a public setting uh, at a Black History Month gathering. 800-848-WABC. We're going to break down some other stories. 800-848-9222. Let's begin with Lisa in Brooklyn. Good morning, Lisa. What's on your mind? Yes. Hi. Good morning. I am in Brooklyn right now, and I want to know every time for the past few months, I go to Walgreens at least three, four times a week. And within that half hour span that I'm there, there's two to three criminals who come in every single time and wipe out the store. And I said to the cashiers and the managers, everyone's giggling. The criminals are giggling. They're all giggling. And the store is being wiped out, I'm telling you. And I said, you're going to just let them leave? And they said, no, we can't touch them. And you know what? The criminals started screaming back. You go near me, I'll sue you, as they're wiping out hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of shelves. And I'm spending hundreds for my merchandise. Of course, of course. Why is that? Why? And they said if the police are there, they can't touch it. But why? I don't understand that. Because the the criminals know that the district attorneys, at least some, have told the police stand down on issues of of shoplifting. Uh, you can have the best cop in the world. If the district district attorney says no prosecutions on that matter, there goes that. And so, Lisa, right. that, that's what we're dealing with. But, you know, you know what's interesting, Lisa? As you were speaking, I'm looking at one of the uh, news monitors here, and I discussed this already. Uh, this is why I fully endorse the canine dogs that are being used at many drug stores these days because you need to have the dogs there and let the dogs do what they do to handle these animals because the dogs are not the animals. The animals are the shoplifters that, that are making life worse for all of us. And it's, Lisa, it's going to get even worse before it gets better. I don't Can see. I have... Go ahead, Lisa. Yeah, yeah. I said, which I'm not a criminal, but there were 30 people online waiting patiently with their money. And I said, guess what? Three criminals just walked out with hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of stuff. Why don't we walk out and get whatever else we need? And maybe the policy will change. And everyone was scared and like, we can't do that. But do you think people should start doing that? And then maybe the policy will change or we'll get arrested with people. (laughs) Absolutely not. You should not do that. Uh, No, 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 I know. But it was a principle. No, I I get you. I get you. I get you, Lisa, on the principle. But guess what? You or I steal the items from the store. We'll be arrested on the spot. Don't, don't. It it, it just seems that the more law abiding that you are, the more there are different rules for us versus them. And that's not but something that I say likely, uh, us versus them. I agree. But I in agree. reality, that's what it is. Right. But they'll charge for water $20 because we're paying for the criminals, which right. is they're robbing us besides. Right. Which is insane. Right. right, Lisa. So at the end of the day, the store is losing money in the short term. But you better believe that. And thank you for the call, Lisa. You better believe it was a great call. You better believe the store is getting the money back because you and I didn't steal the items. But for those animals that did steal the items and walked right out the front door and they're going to have some friends sell it on eBay or whatever they sell it on, guess who's paying for it? You and I. Those prices will continue to go up. 
So in, in, a, in a little bit, we're going to uh, let you hear the owner-operator of uh, WABC, John Katsimatidis, appeared on the Fox Business Channel discussing President Biden, in which Mr. Katsimatidis says that Biden is making the situation worse for poor people and middle-class people. And I agree with that a thousand percent. And he also talks about his book in which the, uh, the first, uh, book signing, uh, will be held a bit later on today. But we're gonna, we're going to let you hear what, uh, Mr. Katsimatidis had to say. The shoplifting is out of control. I say let the dogs do what they do. And, um, I guarantee you it'll stop then. Let the dogs handle the situation, patrolling the uh, the uh, stores. It, it'll stop. It has to stop. Larry in Brooklyn, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, hi Dominic. Have you ever heard of the uh, expression, the masses are asses? I haven't, but it sounds it's, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Well, ba- basically, that's what's true in, in, in the context of Biden's uh remark at the Black History Month meeting. You see, everybody thinks Donald Trump is a racist, you know? But when you go around making remarks like, well, if you ain't, if you don't vote Democrat, you ain't black. And, and you know, he's saying things like he just said about... Uh, uh, about uh, wait, wait, Larry, 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 what's wrong? You just got very muffled. What, what's wrong with no, your I'm phone? Saying, what I'm saying is... No, you got, mu- you got consciousness mu- Larry, of... you got muffled. What happened to your phone? I'm talking. It, can you hear me now? Now now I hear you clearly. All right. It shows a consciousness of race. And, uh, that, you know, we all strive as a society to be, we know that we're all conscious of, of racial differences. If I meet a black man, the first thing that's on my mind is that he's a different race of mine. We can't deny that. Hey. But we, we strive as a society to minimize that hey, and, Larry, to, you know, to Larry, see above that. Larry. I want to bring up uh, Richard in Manhattan, and he says that he disagrees with me on Biden. I want you two guys to work this out and talk about it. So you're both on live. Richard, go ahead and make your case. Larry's listening to you, and then he will respond. Okay. Good evening, gentlemen. First of all, I'm an older guy. I've lived in New York for most of my life. I was born here. I'm an educator. I'm a scientist, I'm an inventor, and I know a lot of things a lot of people don't know. Okay, Richard, get to the point, please. The point is I think President Biden is very competent in his mind. He is not feeble. For a guy who is hitting towards 80 to be able to jump on a plane and go through jet lag and be able to speak his speeches and get applause wherever he goes is a testament to his abilities. Okay, wait, 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 Richard, Richard. I said between you and Larry, but I do have to interfere here. You cannot compare the travel of the president of the United States with jet lag for the rest of us. The president of the United States, no matter who the president is, they have a private suite on Air Force One where they can go to sleep, a full night's rest should they decide to do so. So it, it's it's a bit unfair to say that the president of the United States is just like the rest of us traveling. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying that a person of his age to be able to hopscotch around the world and give deliveries and not fall over and still be applauded for what he says is a, tense, a testament to his abilities. Also, if he walks on a stage and he extends his hand and there's no one there and he, he seems lost, it's because it's a new stage. And any performer who gets up on a new stage after traveling wherever the heck in a foreign country, if they turn around and they don't know where they are, that's very understandable and forgivable. Okay, okay. So, only... so wait, wait, wait. We heard you. So, Larry, what's your response to that? Okay, uh, Richard is showing very poor scientific method because he's not considering the variables that go into Biden's performance. I mean, how, how much is he being propped up? How much is he being rested like a good racehorse before he runs the Kentucky Derby? He doesn't have anything else to do. Everything else is being done for him so that he can perform this well in public. Okay, Richard. A speech without using all kinds of props 
and still hold the attention of the audience and still look good and still be able to go on the next day, jump on a plane and go somewhere else and do the same thing. I doubt that you could do it. I don't know how how old you are. I know how old I am, and I'm almost the president's age. And not only – or maybe I'm past it. I don't know. But anyway, bottom line is – I wish the guy luck, and I hope he gets all the support he needs. He's made a lot of errors as far as I'm concerned. I think that many of his policies are questionable. However, as a person and as a gentleman and with dignity, the guy doesn't use curse words. He doesn't sound like number 45 who puts everybody down so that he can look better. And I I salute him, and I hope he's listening. Okay. Larry, you have the final word. Richard is now listening to you live. Go ahead. All right. Richard changed the subject somehow. But bottom line is that Richard would not have the same praise for 45, for 45's energetic performance as he did for uh, for 46. And by the way, uh, notwithstanding his appearance of energy, the man is a schmuck for all his racial remarks. Okay, Richard, quickly respond on the the racial remarks, Richard. He was applauded by people who were black at a conference, and they cheered him. Who are you? Are you if you're a Caucasian and you went before a whole bunch of of, of people of color and they applauded you and cheered you on? Do you think that you, you said something wrong? I happen to be a person who 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 is colorblind. I've I've known all different races and all different colors, and I get along with everybody. Okay. And I tell you, if I had a choice between Trump and Biden as a friend, you know who I'd choose. I, and not I, because I he owns choose, a big I, big villa. I, I, with I would a choose. I would choose Trump. Uh, 10 out of 10 times. But thank you, Larry, and thank you, Richard, for your calls. I've got to take a break. But first, as I mentioned, if you're in New York City at this hour, it looks like it's just raining. But if you're in Rockland County and parts of New Jersey, it looks like you're in a blizzard. You almost can't see in front of you. That's the way it was for me when I came in. Let's go to uh, Tony. Tony in uh, New Jersey. Tony, what's going on out there? Dominic, it's it's snowing, Dominic. I've been out here since 6 o'clock plowing, and I work for a township. It's not looking good. Yeah, it wasn't. So so I'm in the studio now in Midtown, but when I left, I thought I was going to have to turn around and do the show from home. That's how bad it was in Rockland County. There were accidents everywhere. How is it where you are at right now, Tony? Right now it's snowing about an hour ago. I actually got my roads blacktopped, went to get more salt. By the time I got back, it literally looked like I didn't do anything. Well, are you near a major road, a major route? No, I do, like, all residential roads because I work for a township. Okay. Have you seen any so, accidents? I hope not. No, no, no okay. accidents. And so far, people have been staying off the road, which well, is that, a good thing for that's us. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Tony, please be careful and be safe. Again, exactly. folks, If you're in New York City, you're like, what is Dominic talking about? It's just raining a little bit, and it's not even raining. But, folks, trust me when I tell you, if you're in Rockland County, if you're in the Hudson Valley, if you're in Orange County, it's blizzard-like conditions out there. It's going to be rough for me getting home. I mean, extremely rough. I mean, driving uh, 10, 5 miles an hour and hoping that I make it. We have got to take a break. When we come back, we'll have more of your telephone calls from Brooklyn to Long Island, New Jersey, and the Bronx. Talk Radio 77, now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. So I'm looking at some of the tweets that you folks have posted uh, on on my account, Dominic TV, and a uh, a gentleman by the name of Giant Baba made a good point here. He says, "I guess politics is the new place to hook up." And he uh, uh, he cites an article from the new uh, from the Daily Mail 
where, and this is a story in Louisiana, the mayor of New Orleans, Louisiana, is accused of having an affair with her head of her security detail. And one of the stories we're focusing on this this morning, talk about an absolute phony. She says, defund the police, defund the police. Well, another member of the, the squad is showing her true colors. Congresswoman Cori Bush marries her security guard and pays him, at least in uh, 2022, with campaign dollars. Can you say ka-ching? What is going on here? Let's go to Al in Yonkers. Good morning, Al. What's on your mind this morning? Uh, good morning to you, Dominic. I just wanted to say in regards to the congresswoman, uh, you know, it's a double standard. She's in a long line of candidates, whether on a national or a, a local level or even in New York City. Uh, you know, they want security for themselves, but they want to defund the police. A good example is uh, Brad Lander, uh, the uh, politician from Park Slope, who is now the public advocate. Second he's, he's, line. he's the city controller, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I apologize. Yes, he's the city controller, and uh, he's uh, for defunding the police. But meanwhile, he has a driver, a detective, bodyguard. So go figure. It's, it's you know, this is how they operate. You know what I mean, well, Dominic? you mentioned Mr. Lander, and thank you for the call, Al, because we have some static on your line there. Mr. Lander, even when he's in, in the office, if he's in the office all day, trust me, folks, if you attempt to go near him, there is an NYPD specially trained officer dressed just like a staff member that is in that office the entire time that Mr. Lander is there. When Mr. Lander leaves the office, there is an NYPD officer with him nonstop uh, from sunup to sundown. Now, you imagine what it costs taxpayers to cover that. And it is true that he wants to... Uh, defund the police, or at least he ran on the platform of that. Let's go to Alex in Brooklyn. Good morning, Alex. What's on your mind? Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking the call, Dominic. And I'd like to respond to Richard, who says that Joe Biden is doing good as president of the United States in terms of how competent he is to be the president. He may be right that Joe Biden is doing well for someone of Joe Biden's age. And yes, difficult to do, you know, to run around the world and give all these speeches, even if you're younger with what Joe Biden is doing, but he's forgetting that Joe Biden is the president of the United States. And if you compare him to previous presidents or any other president or any other world leader, he's a weakling compared to any other world leader who has ever been operating in this world. So Joe Biden may be fit for the age that he is, but he shouldn't be the president of the United States if all he could do is read from a teleprompter. He's supposed to be the leader in command. He has to be able to be in charge, and he has to be all here and not just, you know, reading from the teleprompter and being bewildered and uncertain about where he is or what he's saying or what he's doing. He's the president of the United States, and he would be getting the job if he was, you know, applying for a job, which would be in any company if he would have if he if he has all these issues, uh, if he wants, you know, being the president of the United States is, is a way bigger position. So, no, he shouldn't be the president. He's not capable and competent enough to be the president of the well, United States. At least that's what I think. Alex, I, I appreciate uh, your comment. And um, it is undeniable if you look at inflation, if you look at the cost of groceries, who did better? Now, let's be objective, right? Somebody posted the other day that, that I'm an apologist for Trump. Call me whatever you want, but look at the substance. Am I telling the truth? Let's let's look at this and be objective as far as gas, inflation, groceries. Were things more under control under Trump? Or Biden. All you can say under Trump is, oh, my God, he called the stripper a horse face. Look at what he said about that lady. Look at what he tweets. What was he the best uh, diplomat in chief? No, I'll, I'll concede that. But was he much more effective? And I didn't even get to the, the war areas around the country, the war zones around the country. I, You know, I want you to listen to this. 
our owner operator, John Katsimatidis, appeared on the Fox Business Channel. And uh, as it relates to oil and the current president of the United States, Mr. Katsimatidis made this argument, and I agree with it a thousand percent. He says, that is Mr. Katsimatidis, that President Biden has hurt the people that he pledged to help the poor and the middle class. Well, the problem is uh, he made poor people poorer. He made middle class poorer. And uh, we transferred a trillion dollars worth of wealth from North America all the way to uh, uh, Russia and uh, uh, Saudi Arabia and the OPEC nations. And uh, that's a very big concerning fact that he says he's that he is the president to help the poor and the middle class. But that's not true. He's hurting. Those are the people that are hurting the most, Maria. Our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, and a programming note, folks, uh, we see the comments that you post online that I should have more airtime. And so I will be here in my regular slot the rest of the week, but uh, starting Wednesday, Wednesday through Friday, um, I'll be uh, in prime time at least for Wednesday through Friday at 4 p.m. I'll be in for uh, both Nerdly. And so you'll be able to listen to me and call up live Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of this week from 4 to 5 p.m. right before Mr. Katsimatidi's show. And then again, I'll be back live uh, midnight to 1 a.m. Tom in the Bronx. Good morning, Tom. What's on your mind? Said President Biden is the best stand-up comedian for Saturday Night Live and Seinfeld. He could put Seinfeld to shame. They... uh, as far as uh, uh, public individuals using uh, 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 airplanes, maybe they should be on bi-wing planes flying around. Maybe it would be cheaper for the public, public dollar. Okay, I did, you, what type of planes did you say, Tom? I say bi-wing airplanes. And, and, and what's that? I'm sorry. Well, in other words... I was sarcastic, saying maybe they should just fly on bi-wing airplanes. Ah, okay, okay. Well, you know that's not going to happen. Um, of course the, not. The, the, the moment, and thank you for the call, Tom, the moment they become a cabinet secretary, you know, to fly commercially is just beneath them. It's just something that they don't do. And so now Mayor Pete uh, Buttigieg is under investigation by his own inspector general, uh, for uh, flights that he has uh, taken on on company or well, government aircraft, uh, it's going to all of this is going to uh, be interesting. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. We are taking your telephone calls on a number of topics. Eight hundred eight four eight WABC. Eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Norman in Brooklyn. Good morning. What's on your mind? Good morning. Good morning, Dominic. Um, well, well, Pete Budacek, I don't think it's going to come back to him too hard. It just seems to me that the the more incompetent, the more corrupt the Democrat is, the more they seem to uh, go ahead. The more they the, the more the more they seem to succeed. So I. Um, uh, you know, I think of him probably. Uh, who knows? They may run him as uh, as vice president in t- 2024. Perhaps um, I, I don't see any scenario where he could be the top of the ticket uh, for the Democrats. And when I when I think about the Democratic bench, the Democrats okay. are are in trouble. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, if you want to tell me the governor of California, I'll start laughing. If if you want to tell me the vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris, I'll roll around on the floor. Uh, I I don't see a Democrat out there uh, that that could pull this off. Do you, Norman? Well, well, I do. If what I think is going to happen over the next couple of weeks, um, I really believe we're going to be dragged into a war. And I think it's going to be in Ukraine. And. that will be the great unifier. The great unifier will be a world war. And I think that is going to occur sometime. The Russian offensive is going to begin pretty seriously uh, before the summer. And uh, that's what the Democrats want. They want a war because that will keep them in power. Hmm. 
Well, it's going to be interesting, Norman. You you made some uh, some very good points. Uh, some I consider fascinating uh, because you you may be right in terms of uh, your assessment. Thank you for the call. Let's stay in Brooklyn. Let's say good morning to John. Good morning, John. What's on your mind, Dominic? I want to talk about remedial education. Um, Go for it. Uh, I, I think there's a number of issues. We need to have higher standards. We need more parental responsibility. Hey, John, but wait, wait. We, we hear that. We hear that. And I'm going to focus more on this um, coming up in the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, 45 minutes past the hour. But we hear this. We hear this every couple of years. Higher standards, better pay, and nothing ever changes. And, and the kids, it, it seems like they continue to fall into the education system that just doesn't work. John, are you with me? Yeah, I know. But uh, let me just tell you, this happened at my prestigious New York City STEM high school back in 2015, 2016. The students had an all-day conference on diversity. There was a former teacher from from my high school who's now teaching in one of the poorer neighborhoods, and he told his students, you can perform as well as the students I taught at New York City's best public high school. You, you need to have more teachers like him. Okay, wait. What, one more time, John. So he told the kids that you can or you can't perform as... as, as... He told them, he expected them to strive to become as good as the students that he taught when he was teaching at New York City's best public high school. Okay, well, we all, agree, we, we all agree with that, but, but it just doesn't seem to get better. And that's my point that it, you know, I, I don't know, John. I, you know, I don't know either, and, and I don't want to give up. Well, that's the point, and you are correct about that. We we should never give up. We should never give up. But I but I think many of us are just tired of throwing money at the problem. Uh, I'm not blaming the teachers. You, you know, they, they're not miracle workers, but it's a situation where it's just not getting better. But, John, I, I thank you uh, for the call, and you have a uh, lovely morning. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio, Radio 77, WABC. What we are going to do right now is take a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, I'll focus on education, as I just mentioned, with John from Brooklyn. And we'll have more of your telephone calls from Long Island to New Jersey and South Jersey. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And I was just talking about education with John from Brooklyn. We're going to go right back to your calls. But the subject uh, amongst uh, a number that we're dealing with, nearly half of all, half of all New York City public school graduates who head to local community college are forced into remedial classes to survive their very first semester. This is according to the New York Post. Amid chronic absenteeism, widespread grade inflation, a failure to prepare students for higher education, city school kids are being shoved through an educational revolving door without truly learning. According to several uh, experts in the uh, article, uh, one assistant dean says most of the kids we get from New York City schools are underprepared for college. We are dealing with a number of stories, and we are taking your telephone calls. Let's go to Will. Will on Long Island. Good morning, Will. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. You know what? I don't want to go back to Richard, but Richard is the perfect illustration of the problems with Democrats, okay? First, he had to state his credentials so that when he went out and made his point, which lacked substance in every way, thought it would somehow bolster his point. That's exactly what's wrong with our education department. You know, our education in New York, stop teaching children that math is racist. Stop teaching children that standardized testing is racist. Hey, Will, Stop teaching children. Wait, let me ask you a question, Will. I, I don't mean to uh-huh. stop you here, but but explain this to me. And I really would like anyone to call up and explain this. How in the world can racist can can math be racist? How is that no, possible? It's, liter- it's it's literally the only thing in the entire universe that cannot be racist. The only way it can I be agree. construed as I racist agree. is that is if, if blacks are not learning as fair, and it's not even racist then. 
But because I, I, I just don't see it. But go ahead. I don't mean to cut you off. It's just that I wanted to focus on it because I don't see it. Listen, I love listening to you. I barely call. I love listening to you because you're great. But I, so a lot of these times, these callers call. Listen, make some points if you're going to make points. I don't need to know about your science degree if you can't even go out there. We're smart enough to know if you made a cogent and coherent point, okay? Richard, we don't need to know your, your history, all right? Just make the point. Mass can't be racist. History is not racist. History is a fact. Has there been racism throughout history? Of course there has. All you need to do is look at Joe Biden's history, and you can look at 50 years of racist comments, including recent comments, including the entire Democratic primary was telling black people they don't know how to parent and just turn the radio on at night. The man is a complete imbecile and a buffoon, and people like Richard cannot be reasoned with. You see, there are a handful of intellectual elitists that run the Democrat Party and manipulate a mob full of idiots. You can't expose people like the squad and their hypocrisy. It's almost a prerequisite to be a Democrat and a hypocrite, and you can't even expose it because the rest of them are so intellectually bereft that they can't even see it or they're willing to ignore it. And that's the situation you have in New York City schools. So what's their fix? Throw more money at it and then use affirmative action programs to put children into schools that they're not qualified to handle because they've never been educated properly to begin with and then call the whole system racist. You know what's racist? Not teaching these kids in the first place. Okay, my wife is a naturalized citizen. My children are half uh, Colombian. We own property in South America. The whole race-baiting Latinx, the whole black Americans aren't smart enough and they need to have, uh, you know, affirmative action programs and they need to have money funnel into their communities to make them better has only made it worse. The, the cities have become more of a slum than ever throughout United States history. And guess what? There hasn't been a Republican near any of these cities in 70 years. That's you're, the problem. You're right. You're, you're right. Will, I would continue with you, but in the interest of time, I have to move on to other calls. Will, you are on fire there are calling it for what it is. And I agree with, I'd say, 95% of what you just said. Let's continue with our calls. And uh, in a moment, I'm going to let you hear what Mr. Katsimatidis, our owner-operator, had to say on the uh, Fox Business Channel as it relates to his book. He's holding his first uh, book signing uh, at Barnes & Noble from 1 to 3 p.m. a bit later on today. Let's go to Roger, Massachusetts. Good morning, Roger. What's on your mind? Well, um, you had mentioned at the beginning about uh, getting updates on the on the weather and the roads. Yes. Uh, Rockland County, I don't know, I'm on 287 going west, and it, it's, um, it, the roads are covered with snow and slush. It's a little dicey, and the snowflakes are coming down, you know, yes. at a pretty good pace. So uh, maybe when the plows come through, it would be better, but uh, right now the roads are uh, covered with snow, snow and slush. Well, when 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 I came down the uh, Palisades, it, it it was very dangerous, and several cars had pulled over to the side, and I almost turned around and went back home. So, folks, again, if you are in New York City right now, and uh, we understand there are some technical problems, we're working on that on those problems. The engineering staff is on it. They're working on it right now. So we are aware of the problem. But, Roger, I appreciate the call. And being on 287, please be careful because it takes one second to not pay attention, lose control, have a full spin out, tip over, and God knows what happens. So, Roger, please be careful. Okay, friend? Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Thank you. Please drive carefully. Let's go from Roger to Tony in New Jersey. Good morning, Tony. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. It's coming down here in Jersey quite hard, but I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm safely inside. Well, that's a good thing. To, and I want you to be careful, too, tonight, please. Thank you. So my thoughts tonight are this. As a student of history, I just finished a book on New York City, uh, Tammany Hall, like in the 20s, and then FDR. When, he, when the time comes that things have to be cleaned up, they will be cleaned up. Because it seems like talking about all the corrupt... People. There's a lot of people in politics who are just in it for fame, for, you know, this is the president. He he really has made, some people say he's made quite a bit of money. He's, he's in it for fame. People are in it. They're not in it for the right reason, and they're certainly not serving. But corruption is corruption. And, you know, Dominic, I'm always on a positive note that there's going to come a time when things are going to get cleaned up. That's how our history works. As well, long as God keeps us all here. Okay, but Tony, us- but Tony, when, when, when? 
Well, certainly not during the Biden administration, because he's the one that's leading all the bad examples. Buttigieg, shame on you. The congresswoman couldn't get a man until now. So it really is not a good example that he's setting, even corruption-wise. I mean, so, do you think we're seeing more now than so, before? Or Tony, or Tony, not? Tony, uh, you're not in Congress and you're not accused of this, but I'm just asking you. Uh, you, you happen to be a woman. You're on the line right now. How does something like that happen, in your opinion? I mean, this this congresswoman, uh, Cori Bush, says defund the police, defund the police. Then she spends a half a million dollars of campaign funds on uh, private security. Now it's increased to $627,000. Now it's revealed that one of her security guards, she ended up marrying this guy. How in the world could this happen? It happens because people are not in it to serve. They're in it to make money. And as soon as they get the chance, they do it. That's why. And that's a shame because because it really gives all the other people who are in it to serve a bad name. But I think they all need to be called into account and they all need to be cleaned up because it's a disgrace, really, to take advantage of the public. Right. And, and it seems like it seems like every member of the squad does exactly that. Tony, thank you for your call. Let's go to Frank in South Jersey. Good morning, Frank. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, good morning, Dominic. I was uh, calling about the comments that Richard made yes. about Joe Biden not being a racist. Yes. I mean, that's that's crazy. Uh, my son works. He knows both families. And Biden is a racist. You don't go and say, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. I mean, the statements that he made, and he said he never cursed. Uh, When he was vice president, he was behind Mr. Obama. And he said the F word. I mean, the clash between the two families is, is night and day. Trump's family's always had class. Trump's always treated my son with respect, always told him he looked good, gave him compliments. Biden, on the other hand, the whole family's a disgrace. But your caller, Will, basically said everything I wanted to say, so I'll leave it like at that. But uh, as far as Joe Biden not being a racist, that's a joke, because when you bring up black all the time, corn pop, this one, touching my legs, come on, you're a racist. Well, Frank, I, I, I appreciate Go ahead. I'm sorry before I move on. Go ahead. No, no. And, and that's all I have to say. And this country's in a load of trouble. If we don't do something, we're, we're going into World War Three. And he didn't go over to Ukraine with $50 billion without chopping and divvying that money up between him and Zelensky or whatever his name is. Well, so. Frank, I, I appreciate your call. Thank you so much. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Again, weather-wise, folks, if you're in New York City, it's not even raining right now, or at least where I am. Uh, it looks like a regular night. But if you're in uh, the Hudson Valley, if you're in Orange County, if you're in Rockland County, if you're in parts of New Jersey, please be careful. The snow has been coming down for a few hours. When I left Rockland, it was almost a blizzard condition with accidents everywhere, cars spinning out of control. I know it's hard to believe if you look out, look out the window in New York, but it's the reality of the situation around the city. I want folks, I want you to listen to this. Uh, the book is titled, How Far Do You Want to Go? It is the uh, book of our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis. He'll be at uh, Barnes & Nobles later on today from 1 to 3 p.m. on 46th Street. But he, talk, or he appeared on the Fox Business Channel, and he talked about his book. I started in Harlem. Uh, I grew up in, in Harlem in New York City, and if people have a dream in New York or in the United States, it's the only country in the world that if you work hard and have a little bit of vision that uh, you, could, you, you could become a millionaire or a billionaire, and, uh, and it, it just takes a common sense. And uh, what, what I managed to do, uh, unlike some of our friends, uh, Maria, is... I specialize in making new friends every day. So when I was building on my my operation, my stores in the 1970s, uh, I had no bank lending. My vendors that liked me 
supplied all the money for me to, to for me to build new stores, etc. Uh, I had 10 stores by the age of 24, 25, and I was making a million dollars a year in those days, which was a lot of money in those days. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I could see that, but how did you do it? I mean, what, what lessons other than common sense can you give our viewers? Well, you, you instill confidence in the people you do business with. If the people you do business with that could help you. You instill confidence in them. They will help you. And that, uh, there's different things that people do. They either help you or hate you. I'd rather be on, 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 the, on the side where they like me and help me, and that's what happened. And uh, uh, we kept... And, and also leadership. Leadership with our employees. I said, we're all going to go ahead. And a lot of our employees are there with us 30 years, 40 years, and uh, that's what I enjoy. I mean, I, I go into our stores, I go into our operations, and I shake everybody's hands. And uh, liking people, working with people, uh, liking your customers, telling them the truth uh, is, is the one thing. And, I, you know, I said that uh, uh, buy my book and you can make a billion dollars, too. John Katsimatidis, our owner-operator, uh, discussing his book, How Far Do You Want to Go? Uh, he's going to be at Barnes & Nobles later on today, 46th Street, uh, between 1 and 3 p.m. Dominic Carter here with you up until the top of the hour when Frank Morano comes in. Let's go to Steve on Long Island. Good morning, Steve. What's on your mind? Good morning. Uh, how are you, Dominic? Good. Uh, Steve, it's got to be quick. Go right ahead, please. Yeah. It's a quick comment. Uh, I'm on State Road 495, which is the Long Island Expressway. It's uh, maintained by the state. And I called Suffolk uh, Police because I'm on the road right now. I'm working. I'm not uh, having leisure here. And I reported that the roads are in very bad shape and they're not treated. Okay. And, and that's the LIE. That's, that's the LIE? Because I've, I've got to move on, Steve. That's the LIE where the conditions are bad right now? Yeah. Okay. It's fact, and it's, it's maintained by the state. Okay. I, this, I, this I got road. it. I got it. I thank you, Steve. And, and if you're on the LIE, please be careful. With me right now, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you. Hello, Dominic. Uh, I am going to keep uh, people informed about what's happening weather-wise and traffic-wise for the next four hours. And it is the 25th anniversary of the link between autism and vaccines. That link has been debunked, and I am going to be joined by Brian Deere, the journalist that debunked it. Should be an action-packed show. We've got a lot to get to. Well, folks, you want to keep it right there for the very latest on the weather with Frank Morano. A, a lot going on in our area. I'll be back again tomorrow, same time, same station. Coming up right now, news headlines with Alex Barnard.